Hello and welcome to The Lowdown, Carers Link's podcast for unpaid carers who live or care for someone who lives in Eastern Barnshire. Today is the second in our office banter series where we're meeting some of our new staff. So we've got a couple of them today. And so I'll introduce myself first. So my name's Katie and I'm your host today. Um, and today I'm being joined by Claire and by Veronica. So I will quickly ask them to do a brief introduction. So Claire, if we go over you first, do you want to do a, tell us a bit about, well, a bit about yourself and your role? Okay, I'm Claire Collins and I'm working as the wellbeing advisor along with Patricia. So we're both job sharing and the wellbeing project at Carers Link. And we started together in October. And our role is really to look at the wellbeing of carers, trying to, to get carers to, to identify areas they can better their wellbeing. And uh, yeah, so we've been doing that for a few months. There's not really much more I can add to that at the moment, but you will ask me lots of questions. Oh. I will. Actually, just, just quickly as I start, in case anyone foolishly didn't listen to the last office banter where Patricia explained well-being, do you want to just give a quick thing to talk about what well-being, what well-being is? Okay, yeah, so well-being is, is, it can be a lot of different things or it can be one thing that it's looking at um, a person's uh, well-being as in it could be their um, physical well-being, their mental well-being, their emotional support, financial, occupational, although that comes into uh, just got in the employability. But really there's eight, we've identified eight areas that people can look at their well-being. It could be an intellectual thing, having some mental stimulation. And it's really just tr trying to identify how care is, can put their own needs before others because they're so used to caring for others that their own well-being becomes last so whether it could be they're totally fatigued or don't have much time or money or motivation we're here to try and sort of support people in that way and set them some small goals and to try and monitor that over a period of time and uh, encourage them to achieve small steps you know and, and because of the covid pandemic the project was really supported um, financially from the government because as, a, as an initiative really to try and get people out and about a bit more because they've been stuck in doing their caring role and not perhaps be putting themselves first okay thank you and varica do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and your role yeah, sure. So I'm Veronica Regan and like Claire, I'm a newbie in the office, well, relatively new. Three months, I think, was uh, my birthday uh, on the 10th there. Uh, so I've, I've been with uh, Carers Link as fundraising coordinator uh, since October. So the kind of clues in the name of my title, my the aim of my job is to get as much money as physically possible <laughs> that I can fundraise for into Carers Link. Okay, I think well there'll be some more questions to come about fundraising yeah. yet, further down the line. <laughs> but first, I'm thinking, you know, you've both said you've been in the role for three months now. So, so Claire, what attracted you to? What made you think about applying for the role of wellbeing worker? Okay, so there's a couple of things. Carers Inc is an organisation, first of all, and I was aware of because I know the CEO, <laughs> Jennifer. I know her just for living in the local area. And my family uh, had had input from Carers Link. My husband's parents were poorly and uh, no longer with us, but they'd had quite a lot of input through Carers Link. So they knew of the organisation. They'd had a lot of input themselves. And uh, I was just at a position where I was ready to look for work. My uh, youngest child is at school now so before that we were doing other things at home running a business and I just wanted to get back into into this sort of field of work um I'd worked 
a lot in the voluntary sector before and I can talk about that if you want to know but um yeah so that was really it I heard about the job being available and applied and was very successful getting the job thankfully good for Kara's link as well yeah, what about you Veronica how how what made you think oh I'll go for that well, um, I'd be lying if I didn't take the locality it was a big draw, given that I live in Mulgai, <laughs> and it's approximately 10 minutes walk door to door, which is fabulous. But yeah, I was at the stage, um, I guess, in my career that I was really looking for a change. In my last place, I think a lot of changes had happened and it sort of felt as if the dynamic had shifted a bit. So I was ready to look for something else and something you know, a bit different as well. My background is more marketing related. So when I saw the job for fundraising, I thought that would be something that I could perhaps get into, take further. And also as a challenge, something new, because, you know, I'd, I'd been in my last position for 14 years. So really just to think about something new and just something different. And, you know, as I said before, based in Mulgai, it means I can give something back to the local community. Yeah, I think the change, it a change is as good as the rest kind of things coming in there, isn't it? That get the yeah, brain. So yeah, definitely. thinking about fundraising, I mean, it, it is, yeah. I know there are a lot of different aspects to your role. So do you think you could just tell us a bit about what, what the fundraising involves, what kind of things you're thinking about doing? Yeah, sure. I mean, that, that was one of the things that, you know, it has been a big learning curve for me because, you know, I, I think, um, a lot of people have no idea how much is involved in fundraising and it's a whole big profession. So they, there are different aspects to it. There's like uh, corporate fundraising, there's community fundraising, um, there's retail, there's all sorts of different aspects. There's applying for grant applications, you know, so it's a very varied, much more varied and diverse role. But recently, um, I mean, I suppose some of the fundraising highlights have been, we, we managed to get check for £1,000 from Waitrose for our kinship carers, which was, was really good. And, you know, we, we're hoping to, the, over the next year or so, there's quite a few things coming up. Probably the biggest one is that we're hoping to take part in um, the Kilt Walk event which is on the 30th of April so we'll be putting more details of that on our website so you know I hope that's a, a big thing you know we get as many people involved in that it'd be great to get you know a lot of support and the good thing about Kilt Walk is that it can be a great day you know people you know, can get staff involved and get maybe we can maybe even get companies involved in it the carers we can get families involved it's a whole big you know thing that hopefully we can also get a lot of funds into carers like for that we can use so that that's one of the the bigger things on the horizon but we we have a few good few bits and bobs you know coming up throughout the current year for example scott our employee employability coordinator he's going to do some um three 10k runs in june this year so we'll be able to he's going to do a just giving page so again that's something that we can you know get involved in um we've got a zip slide of the client in september um you know the, so there's going to be lots of opportunities so it's my job really just to to get these opportunities up and running and to make them as uh, visible um to everyone as possible yes so there's a lot coming yeah. up so people should keep their ears and eyes open and see what's going on and certainly I did the kilt walk for Carers Link oh, three or four years ago and I can say it was a really good fun day and and the whole that whole it's not it's obviously not just Carers Link but there's 
there's so many other people involved and there's a really good atmosphere there's people cheering you on and the plus is of course the whatever we raise we get some from oh to tom whoever said oh, i can't remember his surname now oh yeah yeah, Tom Hunter, I think, matches it. So Tom Hunter matches it. Yeah, that's exactly the thing. And and this year they're doing, I think previously they just did big, I think they did 15 and 23 miles or something. I can't remember the exact one. But this year they're introducing one called the We Wander, which is just 3.1 miles. So again, I think they're appealing maybe to people people might have been put off thinking, oh, I can't, I can't do that. You know, that's a huge thing. But um you know, that we wander thing might be ideal. Just, I mean, I know I'm not, I think I'll probably sign up for the we wand. I can't see me doing 15 miles. <laughs> but, you know, so it, it's obviously making it more accessible for everyone as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a question. Do you have to wear a kilt when you do the kilt walk? I oh, did. I think so. <laughs> oh, did you not get it? Did you not? No. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people had bits of tartan on. Um, kind of, but but no, you don't have to wear a kilt. But there are people all along the way who are kind of cheering you on. And you, you know, Veronica, if you're ever going to challenge yourself to walk 15 miles, this is when to do it because with all those other people around you, kind of don't notice as much how far you're walking. And there's places mm-hmm. where you can get mm-hmm. tonics, tea cakes, and things like that along the way. You know, that's a bit of an incentive. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, who doesn't love a tonic but, tea cake? Exactly. <laughs> I love a kilt as well. That's why I asked about the kilt thing. It's quite nice to see that. You can wear a kilt. (laughs) Did you do, was it the 15 that you did, Katie? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was the 15. Right. And I think there were two members of staff did the full thing as well. Yes. Um, Well, I I have emailed staff already and I've had a couple of, you know, quite positive ones. And, you know, anybody that's negative, I'll just bully them. (laughs) What's the full thing? Is, Is that 15 miles? Is the full thing or is there even further? No, there's even further. There's, there's a 23. What? So there's a wee wander, a mighty stroll, and gosh, I can't remember the name of the other one. Um, big something or other. Anyway, the, the, there's th- there's three distances. And what, yeah. what's but, the time scale for it then? The longest one is it all over one day? Yeah, or? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's quite a lot. It starts um, early <laughs> and finishes late. Um, you you'll so. be up for the biggest one, Claire. Yeah. Um. I'm the sort of person if you challenge me to something I'll just do it but the problem I have is I'm not very good at asking for money from anyone that is where Veronica she's got to work on me on this I'm not good at asking for money we have we have a training course book (laughs) and actually I'll just pretend I'm I'm going to assume I'm just going to take over their identity and pretend I'm Claire I'm going to email all her relations family and friends (laughs) pretend I'm her and ask for money (laughs) That'll be like on Michael McIntyre's show where they do the send to oh, all. Yeah. Get, get her phone and just send a message out to everybody. <laughs> the thing is, I think that's a challenge. When you, I'm right into any fitness and sport. I love it. I, I would say one of that's one of my strengths. Um, my weaknesses is trying to relax and chill, chill out a bit. That's that's where I, I struggle. So somebody set for me a challenge. I, I've done a lot of bonkers things in my time, and I've never done any for charity. I've just done it because I'm a bit wild and so um I think that's why I find it difficult to say to somebody would you fund me to do this because they'll just be like yeah well you'll do it no matter what (laughs) I've got that mentality I'll be like okay I'll yeah I find that difficult definitely some training required for (laughs) it yes but you you won't you won't (laughs) think most thoughts I'll I'll drum it into you clear 
So if we go back to Claire and, and thinking about the well-being, mm -hmm. so what what are you most looking forward to doing? What are your plans going forward with the project? Now you've kind of got a bit of experience under your belt of what it's about. Yeah, OK, so the project was funded initially for one year. So I'm hoping that the, the funding um, will continue, we hope, beyond that first year. So that's, again, where there's a bit of crossover with Veronica because we're funded till March. That's so not far away. So really, at the moment, it's, it's hard to plan ahead until you know you've got that funding for the following year. But certainly we've made quite a lot of changes, Patricia and I. And what's really nice is that we work well together. We've got different strengths and different ideas, but we actually work well together with those ideas and strengths. And I think that's really nice. And perhaps because we work together at the same time, we started together it's worked quite nicely. So I mentioned about the eight dimensions of wellness. We've brought that in from our own research. What happened was I started this job and I sat down and I like doing mind maps, you know, when I'm thinking about things. And I thought, well, what does wellness mean? What is well-being? And I looked and I found there's a lot of organisations that are doing this right now. It's very hot wellness at the minute as a topic everywhere. It's, it's hot in universities, schools. I think the healthcare professionals here and in America, Canada, yeah. Australia, New Zealand, there's a lot about wellness and well-being. So we've looked at that. We've taken some ideas from that and we've sort of tweaked it on how to sort of help people assess themselves and to get them to, to, to think about their well-being to set up action plans. So really, that's moving forward. We will just be pushing that if we can run it for the next year or, or beyond. That's our, our, our way of working. Uh, obviously, like I said, we run out until March. We've been sort of putting these changes in place that, you know, as we're going along. So that's really what's exciting for us. We've, we've got colourful, exciting uh, surveys and things that we've been trying to do with people. Yeah. So. so is that what would happen if someone contacts you and says, um, I'm I want to improve my well-being. Is that that the how you kind of find out what it is that they will help them, what they want to do? That's right. Yeah, we've just put on. Um, we've just started it on Survey Monkey to make it more accessible to, to people because what we recognise is that not everybody can meet up with us one to one in person. They don't have the time or situation where they can do that, or they don't want to. Time wise, for people, they don't always want to have or ha haven't got the opportunity to meet one to one and go through it all slowly. So we've identified other ways to do it through online, through SurveyMonkey or just filling it all in and sending it back to us. Or we can do it over the phone as well. So we just it's just about getting people to identify exactly what area is, it is. There could be several areas, of course, that they need to improve on. And, and there's no magic wand. We can't sort of fix everything, but they're just small steps that sometimes you can identify. And we have had a lot of success. You know, we've We've already had quite a lot of people we've been able to help and support, which has been brilliant and really quite encouraging, especially leading up to Christmas. There was quite a lot of great things that Carers Link were able to sort of provide and support people with. So that was really good. So what if you had to identify one success story with a person without naming them, what, what would that be? Um, I suppose one of the, the common ones that's happened more than once is helping people with befriending because sorting out befrienders allows people time for themselves if they can build up a bit of trust with befrienders that's one uh, or a couple of those that we've had like that so that's a quite a simple thing to sort sort out but it gives somebody a little bit of time away from their caring role if they get a befriender in place and hadn't maybe thought about how to do that that was one of a couple of those sort of caring cases um like that and there's been others where it's more about identifying t time to do something, you know, allowing that time to take time out of your caring role. Um, and for other people, it's about financial support, you know, which we can't always provide, you know, financial thing is difficult, isn't it, for a lot of people. 
at the moment finances are tight and of course you can't throw money at everything all the time but sometimes a little thing can help for example we are running carers link run a lot of well-being events already that rose sets up and sometimes it's just highlighting that's available for people and, and to get them along um meeting them then and inviting them to that and that's been successful so using what we've already got using the facilities that are already in east Dunbartonshire, mm-hmm. which are pretty good i have to say there's a lot out there so yeah that's more yeah, than one give me more than one example but there's, that's the thing it's that sort of job where there's a lot we can do you know it's yes and just letting people know that what's out there is as, as much as as, yeah. as anything so Veronica if I think about you and, and you all is there anything that has particularly surprised you as a as a fundraiser um that you didn't think would be involved or that you didn't expect I I think probably just to refer back to what I said earlier I think you know everybody has an idea of a fundraiser is somebody sort of dressed up in a, a line head in the, the shopping precinct shaking a bucket you know and I think that's a bit of a common misconception um so I think really I think the surprise was the diversity and the the scale of you know the different aspects of fundraising and, and really what is out there but also repeat what Claire said as well the facilities and the information and the support that carers link give and the appreciation and you know in my first month or so I attended you know quite a few of the carers cafes and I've come across you know some of the carers and stuff like that and people are incredibly generous you know the carers are incredibly generous in donating back in to carers link so that was quite a surprise for me because I didn't think people would would do that. I thought they would just, you know, take the support. But they, I think it's a level of appreciation that people have for the organisation. They are very, very grateful for the support they they receive. Right. Have you got any costumes on that line, though, Veronica? Yeah. You said you wouldn't want to shake a can. It's not all about shaking no, a can. Have you no. got any? <laughs> Is there a mascot? Maybe I could get some. Maybe I could actually get some. Does Karen think have a mascot at all? No, it doesn't. But what I'm thinking is maybe that's where the young carers could get involved. You could ask because they did. They had um, the the session with the sewing machines, yeah. didn't they, recently? So yeah. maybe we could get them yeah. to either make us a mascot or make us some costumes. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a kilt walk and we could wear them. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Jess, can I ask? Can I ask a sort of random question? It was just when we were talking about kilt walk thing. Claire, have you heard of this? Have you heard of backward walking? Well, no, you can walk no. backwards, but how far well, would you be no. walking backwards? Well, no, it's just I was reading this thing the other day that apparently is really good for your well-being. It's very big in Japan right. to walk backwards for I think it's it's something like twenty minutes. What? For a long time, yeah. isn't it? Three times a week, because wow. apparently when you, you know, when you're walking normally, you, you, you're, yeah. you know, you're sort of putting your body forward. When you walk backwards, you're using all different limbs yeah. and yeah. muscles and, and all the rest of it. And when I was away, I, I was in Alicante just um, over New Year there. Um, on the beach, there was not lots, but there was. We saw. I saw about at least three different people doing it really that's and i thought i must check with the well-being no i didn't know yes. that <laughs> well maybe we could do a bit of it on a kilt walk <laughs> <laughs> I, have to. I wouldn't try it on the kilt walk to be honest there's too many people about oh, yeah. to try it on the kilt walk 
that's what I was thinking. You know, the other muscles you use are your neck muscles. You keep yeah. turning your head to check there's nothing behind yeah. to, to trip yeah. over. It could be. I tried to up at the reservoirs, but um, yeah. But did it, you actually? Just, did you actually try? Well, I have it? tried it. Yeah, but you do get very. You have to be. You get very funny looks. As you can imagine. <laughs> so you have to be. I can only do it for a short time, and then I get a bit embarrassed. <laughs> it's, it's hard enough at the reservoir to walk without falling over something. Anyway, in, in my case. Not for yeah. you, Claire, particularly. Fell over up there. Yeah, running around the reservoir, quite a flat surface, and I had a big fall. So yeah, be yeah, careful. Yeah. When you're Actually, you're about. probably the wrong person. I should be suggesting this to you. Then I'm sorry, that was a bit random. Yeah, that's fine. We were coming. I was. I was about to start to to ask more questions about about you as people rather than work. So that's <laughs> that's a kind of a nice little bridge there. <laughs> we know a bit more. A bit more. So, uh, Claire, I think. Well, can you think of when you're not working? I think we've probably heard it, but just to, what are your favourite things to do when you're not working? Well, look, the thing is, I've got two children, so can relate a lot to a lot of carers in that your pressure of your time is limited because you're having to put the other people first. And obviously, dependents like children, you, you have to put them first. You have to. And you, you want to see them succeed and do well. So I put them first all the time. But if I have a golden bit of time to myself then I do like to get my heart rate up and uh, whether that's uh, running skiing cycling whatever quite energetic sport I love exercise classes uh, if, if, if anyone said to me well how do you love spending your bit of time that's my golden time but uh, I find that very easy I'm very motivated by health and fitness like that I get a lot of um you, you go in the morning don't you Claire do you go to exercise classes yeah you come to work no yeah I yeah. would well now I'm here at carers three days a week I can't I have to sort of switch it about a bit ideally I do like to go in the morning but now I'm here sometimes I'm having to go late at night so I'm having to just really do what most people do and really utilize my time in different ways but yeah I love love I love it I love exercising I get a lot from it um I get that endorphine rush and, and the adrenaline rush or whatever and I really get a lot from it what I'm, I need to also do and I do enjoy doing it is actually being calmer <laughs> I'm not very good at that so I play piano and um, I find that if it helps me focus I can sit and I'm not doing nothing I'm not being totally sedate if you like I'm not very good I can't sit and watch television for example very rare do I sit and watch anything on the telly but I can sit and play music and I find that calm and relaxing and afterwards I feel a bit calmer because I'm quite I'm quite um energetic yeah so that's thank you what's about you Veronica when you're not working what are you up to well I'm the total opposite from clear <laughs> I find it very easy just to lie on a sofa doing absolutely nothing for hours on end um no nothing really wildly exciting but because I'm, I now just work the, the four days a week I decided it was I, I just do Monday to Thursday I'm off on a Friday I wanted to do something with my Fridays because it's because I've only been here three months it's still a treat if you like to have that Friday off I still get really excited on Thursday night thinking oh I'm off now so um, I just I, anyway, I decided I wanted to do something and I also want to get fitter so I decided after talking about it for a good few months that I would uh, start to go to Allender on um, Friday morning to I mean I can swim not very well very slow but just to get you know fitter through swimming so I made the decision and I went to Allender for the first time on Friday last Friday there and um, 
only discovered closely, I mean, it's closely closed on the subject. <laughs> so um, I did up. do 10 lengths, which just about oh. killed me. I mean, I was like exhausted oh. for the rest of the weekend, had to go back lie on that sofa. <laughs> um, but no, um, so I'm going to go to um, other local ones. I think there's Bishop Briggs, and I'm going to do that on, on the Fridays until I think the, the new building opens up for Dallander um, at the beginning of March, and it looks fabulous. So I, I want to build on my 10 lengths. That, that's kind of what I want to do. That's my immediate aim. But I also like to do a, a fixed text class on a Saturday, local stuff and things like that. So that's kind of what I'm involved at the moment. But the other thing that's coming up is that my husband recently retired, and he's planning to do interrailing around Europe in March, April. So um, I, uh, I'm going to help him plan, you know, what, because he's, he's not, he's the opposite of me. He's not a planner at all. And, you know, he is, he has difficulty booking the Mogai to Central train. So he's going to be really pleased. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. He's going to be really delighted. I'm talking about you're not wanting to go with him, is That's it? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, away. Well, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a short answer. But you don't need to divulge anymore. Yeah, let's not go into that. I, um, I'm go- I probably will fly out or join up with him, uh, depending, you know, for uh, a few days. Nice or, or something <laughs> like that. Um, depending how right. far he gets. That will probably just be Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's not a planner at all in the slightest. So we're at the stage that we've sent away for an interrail, a train rail map of Europe. So um, we're going to sit down one night this week and look at it and, and start to plan it because he, it, it is it's March, April time that he's going to go. So um, that'd be quite nice. I'll quite enjoy doing that as well, I think. I don't think you have to plan every part of it, but, you know, I think you have to plan bits and pieces of it. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So we are coming to the end. So I'm going to ask the question that I ask at the end of every podcast. So Claire, if you you said you listened to the previous one, so you'll know what question's coming. I don't know if mm-hmm. Veronica will or not. So I'll ask you first, Claire. Mm-hmm. No, I'll ask Veronica mm-hmm. first because she doesn't know what the question is. No. <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah, it's quite simple. So, what is your favourite ice cream flavour, Veronica? Oh, uh, chocolate chip with mint, I think. Right, okay. <laughs> but I'm also, I, I also love, sorry, can I have two? Do you know, no one ever <laughs> manages to have just yeah. one. Greedy. <laughs> Salted caramel. Everyone says two. Okay. Although right. I prefer that um, more, I've actually, no. I prefer that more in a, in a toffee. I had um, a salted caramel vodka liqueur, which was very nice. I think I would prefer that to the ice cream, if you don't mind, Katie. <laughs> you, vodka wouldn't freeze particularly well, would it? That, so like, you couldn't make a, a no. salted caramel vodka no. ice cream. That wouldn't work. Okay, right. Okay, Claire, what about you? Okay, I'm not just saying this because I work in wellbeing, but I actually can't take ice cream. I love it, but I can't have it. I've got, I get um, a bit of an upset stomach. So uh, I actually have to be quite careful with dairy. I do love it, but I go for um, sorbet normally. Um, something like a mango sorbet, delicious, lovely. But whatever they've got, really. If we're in an ice cream shop, it will be whatever the sorbet is. Normally it's lemon, isn't it? But um, yeah, I, I tend not to have ice cream nowadays. But of course, 
it's tasty but it just doesn't uh, doesn't sit well in my tummy unfortunately <laughs> i have two daughters who are lactose intolerant so we've been exploring the delights of vegan ice creams and some of them actually are remarkably good i have Lovely. to say coconut um, ones really nice yeah, yeah. yeah so Anyway, that's that's it for today. So um, I want to thank you, Claire, and thank you, Veronica, for, for joining me. I hope people have a bit more idea of what goes on at Carers Link and the people inside it. Um, and well, I haven't actually decided, well, I haven't decided, I haven't planned what the next podcast will be. So if there is anyone out there who has any thoughts of a topic they would like us to cover or who would like to come on and maybe tell us their story. Now, that would be really helpful. Yeah. I think people would enjoy listening to other people's stories. Yeah. Um, just get in touch. The, the contact numbers will be in the show notes. But that's all for now. Um, and we will talk to you again soon. But for now, thank you and goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.